can hear a wine delivery en route that I don't actually yours <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're trying to intercept it or... I'm just waiting for it to come to the door but I don't think it is I think I'm hearing things oh, right. happen at some point I love that the idea of this wine delivery is it actually someone that you live with or my brain is making up all these ideas that actually <laughs> it's this guy coming on a bike with some wine <laughs> no it'll be my partner Dan with a glass of red hopefully but I thought yeah. I heard it but it's not him anyway carry on and a slightly unusual start to this week's podcast as we wait for Molly's wine delivery. But this is the Stanford podcast. So Molly, you're now in your bubble. I am in a bubble and I'm very happy. I get to see people, well, my person, which is good. And have wine delivered to you. Yeah, straight to my hand. You have a certain glow about you this week, I've got to say. <laughs> a bit of glow going on. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've gone all red. But... <laughs> <laughs> you have actually gone red, even on Zoom. You've gone. Yeah. <laughs> and you're broadcasting from your bedroom. Yeah. Is that because you're actually you can't leave? Are you tied? Down <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I have left the bedroom. <laughs> no, as I said earlier, yeah, a very loud, messy cook downstairs uh, who I thought would interrupt. So I came up here. No other reason. <laughs> An unplanned start, as always. <laughs> do, you to, do you want to go and open the window? Maybe. I've got to tell you about my windows. This is the kind of stuff that Graham loves. My windows, and I've got a lot of them, and they're big. I cleaned them the other day. It was, it was groundbreaking. I've never cleaned my windows. It's such a grown-up thing to do, isn't it? I can't be bothered doing things like that. But I did it, and I tell you what, the whole, it's transformed the whole house. I think I need to get a little bit of what you've got, because... When I cleaned my windows last week, I left them with a big smear on all of them. So clearly my window cleaning equipment was rubbish. Newspaper, newspaper, that is the secret. It is, it, again, it's an absolute game changer. Mirrors, windows, use your window cleaner or whatever, but do it with newspaper. No bits of fluff, no smearing. You just get back to me on that one because it will change your life. That was genius. I wonder how many things um, people have looked up on YouTube to do over lockdown. You know, I always was thinking about this because I've looked at so many things to learn to do on YouTube. Or the you can do most yeah. things on YouTube, yeah. Jet washing our floor and cleaning windows. Flipping mm -hmm. It's like Kim and Aggie special. Jeez. I think we lockdown needs to end because we are struggling for content. Yeah, yeah no, the windows are looking good. But then it did start raining the next day. And I was like, brilliant, bad timing. I have no words. What about you, Graham? What have you been doing? Top that. Um, what have I done this week? I've started a new career. No, yeah. one, no one's seen it. Well, I know Molly's seen it because she was sending oh, through grief while I was doing it. I'm now a golfing model, foot model. Not seen. Taking social media by storm. So the old Rutland County Golf Club has been taken over and renamed Woolfox Golf and Country Club. So I was there on Sunday for the first time and did a few photos for them to help them with some of their marketing stuff. So they're going to come on in a few weeks once they've um, kind of moved forward with some of the plans because they've got some grand plans for the course and for the clubhouse and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I was there on um, Sunday. And for people that don't know, it's the guys from Hoppy Dory. Holly and Sophie, who were on episode six, um, it's those guys. Right. Yeah. You say you're a foot model. <laughs> well, they've taken a photo of my 
Yeah, I did. They took oh. a photo of my feet, which I didn't even realise. And one of their posts today is of my... I mean, I've got shoes on. It's not like weird. Yeah, so it's just a shoe, really, <laughs> with a body inside. Right. Don't put me <laughs> down. I've put that on my CV. <laughs> I don't think Storm are going to be signing you up any minute now, are they? <laughs> I was going to say, you have to have really good feet to be a foot model. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things that most people don't like to show. So. Oh, I'm wearing trainers. Inside it's purely yeah, inside a shoe. I wasn't walking on a golf course without any shoes on. Exactly, but to be a foot model, if your foot's inside a shoe, it doesn't matter how mangled your feet are. They could be as ugly as sin, but you can't see them. Uh, so yeah, that has been um, that's been this week. Anyway, <laughs> moving on, and the different voice you will have already heard. We have a guest with us who is, I promise, is going to be more interesting than, no pressure, cleaning windows. Uh, Dr. Suchi is with us. How are Hello. you? Hello. Very good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. No, thank you for joining us. And apologies for our um, rumbling start of somewhat. No, it made me chuckle. So I'm... As, as always, completely unplanned. And um, as I said, when we spoke yesterday, the, the first question when we had Kaylee on, who we met to talk about her time in ICU, was um, how smoky is it in London? <laughs> um, and to you, it was to understand what you cleaning products you use on your windows. So, um, first and foremost, how are you doing? Uh, all safe and well? Yeah, really good. Um, I have been working, but in the most unusual way. Um, you know, as a dentist, I wouldn't normally work remotely, and I have been working remotely for a number of months. So it's been like a bit of a holiday, but also working remotely looking after patients and doing things that I would never do and like showing people how to use FaceTime and people that don't even know what FaceTime is, which is interesting. I just, I just cannot comprehend how you yeah. do dentistry remotely, like virtual dentistry. <laughs> it's an, the epitome of learning on the job. I didn't think you could do it, but it's amazing how much you can actually do. And like on a serious note, actually, I think it's going to change the way dentists work forever. But um, actually, over the last couple of weeks, we've been back to work in Stamford, which is really nice, even though we're just kind of seeing emergencies because there's so many, which is really not sad, which is really sad. But um, it's been nice to get back to it. But yeah, so I've been doing varying degrees of work and I've actually worked in urgent care over lockdown as well um, in the more like NHS based centres and things like that. So that's been interesting. Is it a bit like doctors, that doctor's surgeries in the sense that a lot of them have said that because of the lockdown, people aren't going with going to the doctors with every teeny tiny ailment and the sniffles and all of that. And have all learned to be online and have these sort of remote meetings with their doctor and so on. I think so. I think that people have in, they become more tolerant, which I don't know if it's a good thing, but just like what doctors have said, you don't want them to become too tolerant because you never know what they might miss otherwise. So it is, in some ways it's good because people don't run in for the tiniest thing, but actually we do like helping people for small things and that's what you're kind of here for, preventative reasons. But um, it's more because in dentistry there's actually a fair bit of aerosol. So we actually, even though people want to come in, we can't, we couldn't see them for a long time because of the aerosol and that would spread lots of like viral particles and stuff. So it was, it's actually the, one of the highest risk jobs 
um, during that lockdown period. Uh, did you have you yeah. been wearing more? Have you just been wearing full PPE when you see patients, obviously? Oh my god, I I literally look like a spaceman. And if you were ever scared of going to the dentist before, it's like a bit of a shocker um, to what it is now, because you've got like, you've got plastic upon plastic upon plastic upon plastic. And normally I'm the dent I'm a dentist that I really like to be as ethical as I can and try and use as little plastic as I can and be eco-friendly. And it's just, I think that's all gone out the window actually, but unfortunately as well. But um, yeah, we've had so much PPE and, literally almost wearing a gas mask on top of that which is interesting yeah gosh yeah we didn't really think about it but yeah of course we were just sitting there with the mouths open <laughs> I, know, I know so i think you should look forward to your next dental trip for sure do you know when in wallace and gromit when wallace is like has got a gazillion things on his head and he's like working in his little laboratory do you know which scene i mean like that is how i feel at work at the moment and i can just about hear what the patient is saying because i've got so many things on my head and then after about two hours my neck starts to hurt because i feel like it's going to fall but um yeah it is kind of interesting that must have been nice in the hot weather as well Oh, great, because, you know, air conditioning's not really allowed as well at the moment, so that's interesting. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you poor thing. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> I mean, initially, dentistry for me was, I mean, I actually didn't initially want to be a dentist when I was at school. I went to school in Liverpool, and that's where I grew up, and after growing up in the Middle East in it when I was, like, very young. But, um, yeah, I went to school in Liverpool, and... At the time, I just wanted to be an archaeologist, and that was it. And I was obsessed with like fossils and stuff. And then I think someone tried to drill some like sense into me and say that probably should do something that's going to get you some more money. Um, and I was really into art, and I actually really liked being creative, and I was really into science. And so for me, dentistry was a way to help people, which I actually really like doing. I've, always done a lot of like charity work and stuff I could help people also be very creative and be artistic so I always knew that I wanted to go maybe into the more aesthetic side of dentistry and that's what I do now I do a lot of aesthetic dentistry um which is which is really fun and as much as I joke about it I do really enjoy what I do mm. yeah I guess it's not the side of dentistry that you always see when you go to the dentist but um it there is a there is a nice side because at the end of it you know, I do see lots of happy people that are really much happier with their teeth than when they started, which Molly, I'm, I'm sure you're going to find as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a massive part of it. It's like, it's, I think it's tough during, and I did all this as like a 13 year old as well. Like I had these braces 10 years ago and now I've got them again. And it's, yeah, it's, see, I've also had the end result before. Like I've been through it all and then the end result is so rewarding and then hopefully it'll be the same this time. But yeah, I definitely relate. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will. You mentioned then growing up, it wasn't whilst you were at school at least what you wanted to do, but there was there was a point in what in when that changed. So when that did, what steps did you then go through? And you're know, growing up in the Middle East, was it whilst you were there to then become a fully qualified dentist? So when I was really young, um, I lived in the Middle East in in Bahrain. And um, a lot of, most of my dad's side, my family all live there and um, they're, they're, they're doctors over there and dentists as well. 
so I was exposed to that sort of environment and then when I'm when I when my, my dad moved here as a doctor and he was working around and yeah that's when I went to school in Liverpool really um so yeah I think I always had the science in the background I think my interests were quite varied and you know I think that's that's quite nice like people think that when you're a dentist all you do is at, when you're going to graduate to be a dentist is like science and you know biology chemistry physics and you might do some other things but I did like French and um, grade level and I did like history and I did like doing other things as well but as long as you've got the basis of science you can be you can expand your creativity and it really helps actually and now I've been qualified for 12 years and I, I really cherish the fact that I did follow even the subjects that I was interested in um, because it's expanded and opened up other things for me now your life is not about work and you know you've got to work in an element but you've got to enjoy it as well but you know, there's so many other parts of my life so yeah quite good that way and your surname actually translated doctor right it does you did some good research <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i just know my languages right i know you just know sanskrit like that ancient yeah. indian language all of a sudden i was gonna say yeah what, in what language are we translating to <laughs> so it definitely doesn't mean archaeologist then no no I think my dad nearly walloped me over the head when I said I wanted to be an archaeologist but yeah I think I'd watched too much Jurassic Park or something wanted to become a dentist and then went to university yeah I went to university in Birmingham and um that was interesting because I had believe it or not a really heavy Scouse accent and when I got there, they, they really didn't understand much of what I was saying. And they actually told me that I would benefit from elocution lessons, which was really interesting. Someone um, in Birmingham told yeah. me that. Um, That's exactly what my response was. <laughs> Who do they think they are? What? I know. <laughs> but no, so I went, to, I went to uni in Birmingham and I was a dentist around Birmingham afterwards for some time and then I lived in Nottingham and about five years ago I moved this way towards Stamford. And Molly's just had a wine delivery so we can all relax. We're, We're okay now. So <laughs> right now then based predominantly in Stamford and then spend some time in London as well. Yeah so I work in London um, a couple of days a week and otherwise I'm in Stamford in central London. So it's a nice variation see all sorts of different types of people both practices are very different and both clientele is very different as well so yeah it's good so where's your practice in Stanford where are you actually based the Booper Dental Care in Ryle Road uh, okay yeah. do you know where the hospital is mm-hmm. yeah there's quite a few patients so the thing that you offer is all additional yeah. to what you would receive obviously on the NHS yeah so actually I do general dentistry as well a fair bit and I do have NHS patients that I see as well. I do really love that side of things. It's a quite a small part of my contract and that's because I'm there to mostly focus on cosmetics but um, I do I do love treating families and I do have lots of children that I treat as well and yeah that's really really fun and I try and be creative in lots of different ways to, to look after kids and stuff but Cosmetic dentistry is what I did my postgraduate work in, um, and I also I also went into like non-surgical facial aesthetics as another postgraduate degree that I did. So that's more like making your face better, and mm. also in in the simplest ways, and also things like anti-aging and stuff like that. So I tend to put both those things together um, for my patients 
to as much degree as they want. I'm not there to be like, right, you've come into my room and I'm just going to be like, you need this, 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 this. It's, it's not like that. And I tend to normally get people that come to me with certain problems or I, I assess them for what they need and for what they want and then take it from there. My job is not to make them feel really self-conscious. So, yeah. It's really, it's really interesting because I'm probably going to be on the very different end of the scale to a lot of young people in some ways because I take a very clinical approach and my approach to dentistry is very um natural harmonious smile like I'm not about like big chunky teeth and as much as it's a real trend nowadays to have that sort of look that's not the thing that I see as most aesthetic but it's not about what I think it's what about my patient thinks so I try and like guide my patients on what's probably more natural what's going to be more most minimally invasive so you don't need to drill so much to get good results it's more about keeping things preserved as much as possible and keeping things healthy. And I take the same approach to people's faces. I'm not about pumping people full of lip filler and I'm not about pumping people in, in their cheeks and chins and all sorts of other things as much. I like to be subtle and balanced. Um, and it's not to everyone's taste, but it's what I like to associate to my name. So yeah, that's the kind of work I do. We, had a, we were having a conversation a couple of weeks ago about... Um like what would be your deal breaker on a date, like on a first date or whatever. And another one that I actually haven't mentioned, another one for me would be bad teeth. Deal breaker, like, you know, when someone sort of, you know, they're not smiling and then they smile and it's just like some kind of war zone in there. It's just like, new. Oh my God, I could tell you some stories, but you know, I can't. <laughs> well, go on, just tell us one little one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they will never know literally I, I do get people's teeth who sometimes come to see me and I've, I've had one who wanted to come and see me and they wanted to get their teeth straightened and bless them that's a really good shout but most of their teeth were really wobbly and about to fall out and they're literally like piano keys and I, I don't really know what to do <laughs> to like to, to ease it to them gently that it was a no-go situation yeah, it's, it's amazing what people really want to achieve compared to reality. It's like, it's that Instagram versus reality thing. I swear mm. people see themselves sometimes and think, this is what I am. And actually, this is what you are. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't understand these celebrities like Jimmy Carr and Rylan Clark Neal or whatever, that obviously get their teeth done and they are just whiter than whiter than white. So it's like glow in the dark. Like, why? Why have they got that? Why don't they just have nice, straight, clean-looking, lovely white teeth rather than what is it that takes it to the that next shame level? Shame smile, isn't it? It's just like yeah, mental. it's just <laughs> like dazzling. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to ask you. Why do you think their teeth are so white? Do you think it's because of what's on them, or do you think it's because of whitening? What's on them? Yeah, and a lot of people come to me wanting white teeth like that and mm -hmm. wanting yeah and um wanting white teeth like that but they think it's just because of whitening that they got there but actually these people have had so much work done to their teeth and veneers put on there and got to that level and do you know what each to their own and some people love that sort of look and that's fair enough um but that is that is an image of dentistry which is not natural mm -hmm. as, as such and actually modern day dentistry the, it's the art of being totally subtle 
Um, and it, that, that's what's harder than being that standout-ish. Um, but if that's all, that's my opinion, good artwork. We'll come on to some of the myths and stuff, because I think some of it's really, really important. Um, yeah. That people promote stuff and money talks, right? These celebrities will promote anything if the number's right. We'll say we'll come on to them. But just while we're on and you mentioned veneers, is it right that they like file the teeth down? So then like little really small teeth names, the veneers go around them. Does that make sense? I know what you're saying, but that isn't actually how veneers work. I have had like patients that have actually unfortunately had that done to their teeth when they've had veneers done or they've had um, crowns done which and they thought they were veneers or they've gone to like Turkey or something and then had some work done and whatever else and they've actually had their teeth filed down so much. But that's not what veneers are. Veneers are literally like, it's like veneering a wall. You're literally just putting a very thin porcelain onto the surface of your tooth. So the amount of filing is like 0.3 of a millimeter. It's so, so small, just around the very edge of a tooth. And it's almost like a guide plane to put something on top. So we barely file the tooth at all. And that's what a real veneer is like. Um, and when made well, that's what we do. So they actually work really nicely and look very, very natural if it's done in the right way and if it's planned correctly. Um, but no, that is something that is, unfortunately that's come out of bad dentistry and that's all it is the filing because i've seen those photos right, or even oh, talked about it aren't they like, yeah is that and is that all it is it is oh i can't even talk it's hurt my teeth <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, oh. is that what it is bad dentistry oh, oh. it's just not right it's just not right to file someone's tooth that much unless they're actually having a crown done and actually i had a patient who went to turkey to get veneers and they, they actually, I, some of them came off and they actually had crowns in and crowns are when you file the teeth down because they're already quite broken down and they've had a big filling fallout or something like that. And then they have a cap that goes over the top. And these, these people have actually had these caps cut on their teeth, not veneers, and they thought they had veneers. And yeah, it, it, it is bad dentistry and it, it shouldn't ever be that way. Um, and so it, it's something that I always try and tell my patients because it's such a big thing that people think that it's like detrimental to their teeth in a massive way when, you know, modern techniques are just not like that. Most people, though, know what a dentist does, generally speaking. And if they don't, I mean, let's just go with most people know what dentists do. <laughs> you mentioned around being a cosmetic dentist and minimally evasive. What are the sort of things that that involves, or I guess the most common things that you do? Normally, most of my patient base come to see me because they want to improve their smile. So that is literally what they'll come in and say, I just want a better smile. And that can mean so many things for different people. I mean, I could look at all three of you and give you a different treatment plan. So I don't worry, I, I've already assessed your teeth, it's fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> free consult. No, so... Um, so people come to me wanting a better smile and I tend to work with to achieve what they want to achieve what the look it is that they want what do I need to do and often that involves maybe repositioning some teeth that aren't in the right place um, and that can be done by teeth straightening um, and then after that I will look into ways to brighten them if I need to brighten them 
um, and again using safe methods to brighten them and thirdly I will look at reshaping them but in a way where I don't need to drill a lot of tooth away and the reason that we tend to straighten teeth a lot before we reshape teeth is because if we straighten them and reposition them we won't need to drill them as much we can plan ahead so we use a lot of digital technology a lot of 3d technology in the dentist to mechanically assess how how teeth need to move and how teeth will look afterwards so it's really good a lot of ai technology goes into it and um and that's how we plan teeth and that's how i plan people's teeth and then to to, to reshape them i will do things like porcelain veneers i even look at things like composite edge bonding which is when we use a bit of white filling to reshape someone's tooth by directly like applying onto the tooth um, and sometimes i build up freehand veneers as well so all sorts of different techniques to reshape them and some i do bridge work and crowns and all sorts of things like that as well what do you wish people did more like it, what would you rather people stopped eating sugar or floss, or both? Stop eating sugar. But that is so not doable because all of us love a bit of sugar, including me. And like, you know, we've got to just have a good balance. But the funniest thing is most of my patients, if I ask them if they've been flossing, I swear about 50% of them will say to me, oh, I did start flossing because I knew I was coming to see you. And, you know, and that's fine, it's just, it's that regular habit of flossing. And it's something I went into a lot into my, in my social media over lockdown. And, you know, we, I'm sure a lot of us did a bit of self-development over lockdown in some way, shape or form. And um, you know, one of the things I tried to do was build good habits because as much as I'm a dentist, I was really rubbish at flossing regularly. I kind of miss a day here and there or whatever else. And so I just said to myself, I'm gonna like make sure I floss every day. But when you start doing it every day, it becomes a much easier habit to keep. So that's the kind of thing that I wish people did more, like floss a bit more um, and just brush a bit longer. But no, it's, in general, I find that my patients are so good in Stanford. Like they really listen and they really look after their teeth, most of them. And it's one of the reasons why I love being a dentist here because I can just talk to patients like they're my friends. And, and that's quite nice because I mean, that's the best way to listen to someone, right? Um, yeah, it's quite nice. Is it better to, if you're going to eat sugar, is it better to brush your teeth then eat sugar or eat sugar then brush your teeth? So the no. best thing would be to eat the sugar, wait about half an hour and then brush your teeth. But mm. I say to people that if they can't wait, then brush your teeth first, like, you know, for breakfast and stuff, like brush your teeth first. And if you're like breakfasting out the door, then brush your teeth first and then eat afterwards. Otherwise, it's good to brush your teeth after eating, always, mm. but not straight away after eating. It's right not to swell your mouth out with water. Yeah. You want to keep the toothpaste on your teeth because it carries on working. So basically, you want to brush your teeth with fluoride toothpaste because fluoride protects your teeth, and then spit out the extra. You don't want to rinse your mouth out. In terms of top tips and steps that you would recommend people go through? So I think my top tip to like, which I don't know if everyone knows, is of course the first thing you should do is floss and when you like wake up and you know twice a day you should be flossing but at least once a day if you can that's great and then after that brush your teeth use an electric toothbrush if you can 
I'm a big fan of Oral-B. I don't know if I'm allowed to like name things, but yeah, I'm a big fan of Oral-B toothbrushes. They get into places really well. And then after that, one thing that people don't do, which I feel they should do, is use a tongue scraper. So you can actually use your toothbrush to, to clean your tongue, and that's fine. But I actually found that toothbrushes tended to harbor bacteria. And studies found that toothbrushes did sometimes harbor bacteria um, when you use it to clean your tongue. And I don't know if you know this, but your tongue actually holds like two thirds of the bacteria in your mouth. And it's the biggest reason for like bad breath and all sorts of things. So, and your tongue harbors a load of things, load of bacteria that causes problems in the rest of your body. It's a really important thing to clean your tongue and a lot of people don't do it. So you can get like a tongue scraper, which is made of like copper or plastic or whatever. And you can use it to clean your tongue. And it does sound gross, but it is amazing how fresh your mouth is afterwards. So I always tell my patients to use a tongue scraper because the level of bacteria in their mouth massively goes down, which makes them a lot healthier. One of the things I mentioned, Graham, is that I, I do work with wellness a lot. So for me, I try and talk a lot about how your mouth is a big sort of indicator for the rest of your health. And your mouth actually is a big sign for if you've got other problems in your body. So I don't know if you know, but if your gums aren't very healthy, it, it can also lead to diabetes. If you've got some, some forms of tooth problems, you can get heart disease, higher risk of that, heart, higher risk of arthritis and rheumatoid conditions, and also a higher risk of Parkinson's. So your mouth is linked to your health in many ways. So I do try and talk about wellness in dentistry as much as I can to my patients because I think it's something that not a lot of people know about. And actually, one of the big things is that um, when, you know, when, when, when women are pregnant and they get cravings um, and, they, and they eat lots and lots of things, sometimes, actually, sometimes the bacteria from certain things in your mouth can transfer also to the fetus. It's called this maternal fetal complex. And so it's really important to have a healthy diet and when you're pregnant because it can help the developing health of your baby. Um, so yeah and, and also that of the baby's teeth so it's really it's, it's interesting those little things that help but um yeah my biggest thing is clean your tongue that's the thing that people don't do as much as they should um yeah okay i'm gonna go off to savers tomorrow and get myself a tongue scraper yeah i'll see you there you don't realize you know when you have your toothbrush in your bathroom like do you just keep it in like a little pot in the bathroom in a cupboard always in a cupboard, in a cupboard. Yeah, but actually people don't realise that, that, you know, because your mouth, it has loads of things that come in and out of it. And I'm not going to get into like the details of what goes in that, you know, but anyway, like there's so much stuff that goes in. going red again. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, do your parents hey. listen to this? <laughs> I've got too many funny patient stories yeah. like going through my head right now, but um for that note as well but there's so many things that go in and out of your mouth that actually sorry again we won't laugh this time yeah. i need to stop laughing myself um but your toothbrush can actually pick up a load of germs and you don't realize that sometimes you're brushing your teeth with a, a germy toothbrush so it's really important to clean your toothbrush really really well that people don't think about doing and then um, you know you can 
you need to thoroughly wash it, thoroughly rinse it at least and soak it in, in like some rinse for at least a few hours every, I would do it every week because your toothbrush picks up so much germ. So that's something that a lot of people don't do, which I think is a really, really important tip. And what would you rinse it in or leave it in to soak? Popping it in some mouthwash um, or using just some water, like warm water and, let, and let, letting it like soak in there for a while as well and almost letting things dissipate. That's the safest way to go. I don't have an electric one. I've had electric toothbrushes in the past, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just think it's all a bit, I don't know. Well, you're, you, you know, Is it a rouge? Should you, have a, should you have an electric toothbrush? Is it, are the adverts correct? Or, or, or are you given or will be a plug already? Hopefully they'll send you some free toothbrushes <laughs> yeah, now. Hopefully they pay me. But no, I think... <laughs> I think it is it is important because it, it rotates and oscillates like really, really fast, like 20,000 times like a minute. And that's a lot more than your hand moves around. And so it does tend to get around your teeth a lot better than just a manual toothbrush. But a manual toothbrush isn't bad as long as you're using it really well. But a lot of people that I see, they tend to find that to get that clean feeling, they scrub their teeth quite a lot with their manual toothbrush. And then that leads to a lot of tooth wear and problems like that. And then you can get sensitivity, gum recession. So using the electric toothbrush gives you like a good balance between not brushing too hard, which a lot of people do with a manual toothbrush and still getting a good clean sort of um, feeling. What I don't get is like the range of electric toothbrushes and how this one is like the doodah doodah 2000, this, that and the other. It's like it's just a brush, it's just a motor. It's surely it's just the thing on the end that you kind of need to replace. I mean, it's, it's just... It really just is that. And I always tell my patients that, that just get the bog standard basic Oral-B toothbrush base, but it's all about the head of the toothbrush that goes on top. And there's a, there's a couple of different types that work really well. And so I, I recommend those all the time. So it's better investing in the actual tip of the toothbrush rather than the base of it, which is normally the thing that costs an arm leg. It's about the toothbrush head. So yeah. So are they all floss action. Yeah. So the floss action head and the cross action head on the Oral B toothbrush, they're both really, really good. This is like innuendo bingo. I keep looking up expecting to see so and there's at least one wry grin. <laughs> I know, I know. This is my <laughs> job. Do you know the amount of times I'm laughing under my mask? <laughs> Going back to um what people should be doing you mentioned they should floss then they should clean the tongue is it then the two minute clean or or mouthwash and then clean what, what are the next steps um i don't really tend to recommend mouthwash unless you've got specific problems with your gums and definitely you shouldn't really be considering using mouthwash at the end of your routine because then you've kind of washed away all the fluoride in the toothpaste as well so you know I, if you're going to mouthwash mouthwash at a different time or beforehand but for me Mouthwash is a bit like putting perfume on and like brushing your teeth is a bit like having a shower. So you need to have a shower. You need to brush your teeth really well. It's all about the mechanical cleaning. Mouthwash just sort of gives you fresh breath a little bit. And I don't see there's much, much more benefit to it than that really most of the time. Good, because I'm yeah. not a believer in mouthwash either, really. Mm. I think a lot of stuff is, I just don't believe adverts full stop, even the ones where the dentists are saying this, that, and the other, and this is what they recommend. Yeah. I just don't believe it. I believe that adverts are the work of the devil. Um, but it's yeah. bad how drawn in you can get. So 
you know, you, I totally believe everything you say, but yeah, it's funny when it's kind of feels like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I don't really believe in mouthwash. Yeah, but we're all scribbling down notes here, just believing everything you're saying. Hopefully it's all, all good. <laughs> I hope so. I hope you I hope you believe me. But um I think you're absolutely right. Like adverts are they can really mis misguide you sometimes and it's all about the spell, isn't it? But at the end of the day, it is just about how well you clean your teeth. You don't need to be like a have loads of money and like invest in loads and loads of things to do that. It's very, very simple if you just stick to a good routine. I mean, the other thing, the other massive fad that I spend like half of my life trying to trying to erase is the charcoal toothpaste thing. And it's, again, a big thing. I'm sure I'm sure you guys have heard of it, have you? Yeah. It's about to go in the bin. <laughs> Surely it's just going to take your enamel off, isn't it? Or does exactly. It just... Lucy knows. Mm. Yeah. But I think, so for me, and someone, yeah, use it, is because the whole more natural thing. So if you look on back of toothpaste, and this way, I'm intrigued, it says do not swallow. So putting something in your mouth that says do not swallow, oh, flipping it, fire. She's gone. There's too much. I hadn't even picked up on that. I know, I was late to the game there as well. <laughs> so yeah, that for me is kind of caught in between the two. There's something that's natural, but... I'm not sure how much it does. And you've got something that says you shouldn't swallow. Yeah. So, Unbelievable. So, <laughs> so I think that the, the thing is, is that charcoal toothpaste is essentially turning your teeth black. And then when you're clean, your teeth are white again because you've washed your mouth out. But charcoal is abrasive. And so when people want to whiten their teeth, you've got to think about it in two ways. You can whiten your teeth by removing like say someone's like a big coffee drinker or a big smoker and they they get a lot of external stains on their teeth so some whitening toothpaste are not bad to get rid of those stains okay and seeing the hygienist is great to get rid of those stains but if you want to actually make your teeth whiter from the inside those whitening toothpaste or charcoal toothpaste aren't going to do anything um the natural element is it's fair enough but actually a lot of charcoal toothpaste don't have fluoride in it and fluoride is what's so key to remineralize teeth and I know there's a big thing about fluoride and is it safe or is it not safe for you but there is an, an, a, a massive amount of research that shows that if you are not ingesting fluoride if you're just using it topically in your mouth and then spitting it out it doesn't cause damage and it doesn't harm your body but actually, you know, in most procedures that you have done, say if you're going to the doctor to have a, a procedure done, you have to weigh out the risks versus the benefits, right? And so with fluoride, you've got to weigh up the risks versus the benefits. And there's massive benefits to using fluoride. And a lot of charcoal toothpaste don't have fluoride in it, which is very, very detrimental to your teeth. Um, and actually, I see some kids where they, uh, no offense to people that do think this way, but they sometimes don't give their kids fluoride toothpaste because they're worried it will harm them. But then they come and see me and they've got massive amount of decay in their mouth or their teeth are much weaker because the level of natural sugars or even non-natural sugars are still there and it's still causing damage to their teeth. So, you know, it's very important to balance what you read and see about these things as well what about the toothpaste that have well you get ones with bicarbonate of soda in don't you but i hate to say oral b again but i like the oral b one which is kind of a bit 
squeaky. Great, yeah. Is that bad? Yeah. Is that just abrasive? Yeah, so the, the abrasive factor of different toothpaste is something that's measured. And so actually the Orbi Pro Expert, and I'm not trying to plug them, but I really am not, but I sound like it. They do, they do have a really good balance of less abrasion and still manage to clean the teeth well. And they've got very good factors to protect your teeth as well. But so does Sensodyne and so does quite a lot of other things. They've all got their purpose. It's just charcoal. Charcoal's pretty much used to clean pots and pans, you know. Charcoal is used in industry a lot. And if you think about what, if you're using it on your teeth regularly, just like you said, it is wearing away the enamel. And then the enamel is the only part of the tooth that is white. Everything underneath that is yellow and then brown. And so if you're wearing your enamel away, your teeth are going to be yellow because you've worn it away. And then you can't whiten it, even if you tried. You then have to have crowns done or veneer. So it, it's kind of important to not get to that stage. I saw some toothpaste the other day, which, which was hemp, hemp toothpaste. Now, does that have a do not swallow warning on it? I don't know. But I mean, what would be in that? <laughs> Just like nothing, surely. I don't, yeah, I don't, I, it, it can't, it must just be all natural products that help. There's so many, there's so many products that are natural, like aloe vera toothpaste and things like that. And as much as aloe vera is good for you, it's properties to actually clean your teeth as well as, um, you know, the, the more research methods and the, the things that we know that have fluoride in it, it, mm. it doesn't even compare. Um, so aloe vera is also being used, you know, high smile, they use that, the, the whitening company, high smile, they, they use aloe vera and pomegranate and a few other ingredients as part of their whitening ingredients. But actually, those are just natural things that are, that are thought to whiten your teeth a little bit, thought to improve your teeth a little bit. Um, and they also say that they lead to less sensitivity, but they're just natural ingredients that may help a touch, but their whitening ingredients are very minimal. Their whitening ingredients are bicarbonate. And actually, that does not change the internal structure of your tooth. What you need to change the internal structure of your tooth is made out of peroxide, and it has to be used very carefully. And this is the other thing with what, with high smiles. You you get I don't know if any of you have tried it, but you basically get like a a tray that you squish in your mouth, and it it's one size fits all. And so this all this gel just going everywhere in your mouth. Um, for a certain number of minutes and so it's not very localized to the white to the teeth it goes around your gums and everything and and that's not good for your gums it, it can cause damage to your gums and so that's the other thing you know as much as it's not only not whitening your teeth as much as as effectively as proper solutions are and you know carefully made dental products are it doesn't actually um it does actually damage your gums a little bit as well I guess there's going to be lots of gimmicks, aren't there? And just things that make people believe that they use it, then it's going to improve the appearance of their, and the health of their teeth. But very few It's things. that thing where you said, like, lots of celebrities are endorsing it, you know, like Kylie Jenner and all that. And they're all sitting there with high smile in their mouth, like, whilst they're flying around the world. But um, it, the, actual, the actual results are, are not very great. They're also probably paying someone else thousands of pounds to do it properly and they're just endorsing exactly. the product. I think that's what a lot of people forget with those that it's like, 
Yeah. Kylie Jenner probably doesn't need to use High Smile. She has a dentist that she pays thousands of pounds to a week or something stupid. Exactly. So it's like it's the mental. whole teeth and all that stuff as well, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. they're not really using it. I'm sure it's it's they've used they've clearly exercised at the same time. It's it's the same concept. Yeah, definitely. So, are there any of these that would work, or you would recommend? And I said to you before about the light thing that you put in your mouth. It's Conor McGregor that I see it, and the bloke's worth hundred million pounds. But seemingly, if someone's going to um, pay him ten thousand pounds to claim he wears this, he's going to do it. But I'm thinking that the strips that people put on the tea, or the lights. I think they're lights that they put in the mouth. Do any of these things work? I, I mean, I can't say that they don't work at all. It probably has some tiny benefit to your teeth in terms of improving their whiteness, but it's very um, it's very short term, and it can sometimes cause more damage than good to other parts of your mouth as well. Um, so, for me, it's a gimmick to get your teeth whitened correctly. Your teeth need to be assessed for their health first, and that's something that's not done as well with these systems. And then you actually need to have a specific solution that's um, like a gel that's designed for your teeth to change in color. And it's, it's made out of peroxide, like I say. So that needs to be decided based on your teeth. And then you have special trays made that fit your mouth perfectly so that they don't squidge to your gums as well. So once you've got all that right and once it's carefully made, that's how you can whiten your teeth in the best way and you get really, really good consistent results. And that doesn't strip the enamel either. No, no. It's, it's really, really safe as long as it's done well. We spoke about teeth whitening, we spoke about cleaning and it sounds like they're almost two very different things and trying to put them together is kind of confusing it somewhat. So it's cleaning it and health, keeping your teeth healthy and as clean as possible in your mouth. It's not complicated. It's stuff that we get told as a kid and all these other stuff is fads. And then if you want to do something more, if it's cosmetically or whether it's making them whiter, actually it is going to the people that you would trust and those people being professionals, dentists, and I know from uh, online and your social media, you have lots of letters after your name and lots of qualifications. They're not just a gimme, right? You have, there's a lot of work, time and research that goes into those. So. Yeah, I think that you've hit the nail on the head there. It's really about keeping your teeth healthy. And if you manage to do that, then that's what most of dentistry is about. It's just making sure that most people don't like, get problems and abscesses and dealing with broken teeth and things like that. And making sure that we protect and prevent that from happening. But there's a whole other side of dentistry which can massively improve the way someone feels about themselves. And for me, that's what I really enjoy. And, you know, no one should feel, I'm very strongly of the belief that no one should feel that by changing a part of them, they're going to feel better about themselves. I don't think that's fair to say. But, it, you know, there are people, people have self-conscious things about themselves, like I'm getting my teeth straightened because I am conscious about them. And you know, I put myself last sometimes and I treat my patients first and I don't get time to do things for myself. And so I'm getting that done for me. And I'm, I'm sure that we work out and we train and we do all these things to make ourselves feel better. And just like that, people do come to see me because they do feel self-conscious about their smiles. And I've actually had loads and loads of consultations over lockdown, amazingly. And I never thought I would have that, but because 
people are staring at house party and zoom and their phones all the time talking to people and they've just kind of started noticing their teeth a lot more um and it it's just that it's just that if something is bothering you then we can help you but we need to give you a safe way to improve your teeth and it's about sifting out the fads which can sometimes be unsafe and giving you solutions which will definitely give you long lasting results you spoke about interest in the wellness side of dentistry or, or teeth and does that really center around diet side yeah massively so nowadays there's so many so many good trends that are out there to look after your health so having lemon water for example i, I don't know if any of you guys have lemon water um or having things like kombucha which is quite acidic as well and people eat a lot of fruit so they're all great for you but they can cause a lot of detriment to your teeth so you know I, I do have to try and advise people that make sure that you're not constantly picking at things make sure you're eating at certain times a day and spreading these things out carefully and balancing your diet so that you're not getting an overly acidic diet you see a lot in athletes and very healthy people that they have a lot of erosion on their teeth because of the amount of citric intake or acidic intake that they have in their diet. So that's the one very, very important thing. And the other thing I mentioned as well to you um, before was about people that are very healthy and they have, they go to the gym a lot, but they actually tend to clench their teeth a lot when they're at the gym. Um, and that might be because they're working, that might be because they're lifting weight. Um, but also people tend to do that when they're stressed. But at the gym, we notice it more and more now with athletes that they have very developed jaws because they're clenching their teeth and that can cause a lot of damage to their teeth, wear them down and you can get headaches and all sorts of other problems with your jaw over time as well. And would you recommend people wear a gum shield? I've seen people wear a gum shield to try and help with that. Definitely. I tell people that like go to the gym quite regularly to have a gum shield made so it protects their teeth from like the forces that go through because the last thing you're thinking about is how hard you're biting on your teeth when you're like lifting weights biggest message that I can give to you is like don't just go to the dentist because you've got a problem it's really important to go regularly because we can prevent problems from happening and it's much better to prevent problems from happening that's what dentistry is now all about prevention and so a lot of the treatments that we do even straightening your teeth it prevents so many problems in the future when you straighten your teeth because you don't get them wearing and tearing as much because they're in a much better position so there's so many things that are about prevention it's not just cosmetics. There are other benefits to it that we look at for you. So that's what a lot of modern dentistry is about. Um, I'm sure we can ask you a lot more fire questions at you all the time. The two for me, and I'm just going to use this because they're the ones uh, really for me. You see people drink coffee through a straw. Now, not, I've never drank coffee through a straw. This is but... one of my questions about straws. Oh, right. There you go, but I want to know this. So, uh, yeah, coffee in a straw. Is that doing anything or is that the most ridiculous thing? Or anything through a straw. Everyone says to drink smoothies through a straw. So I put like, if you put like a whole lemon in it, obviously it's the citric. So good. I, I think I've drunk coffee. This is so bizarre, but I think I've drunk coffee through a straw for like 10 years. I know it's really bizarre and people it's look real. at me like I'm weird, but it is so good. It definitely reduces the amount of staining on your teeth. Um, and and yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. Drink as, everything you can through a straw if you can. It definitely bypasses most of your enamel and protects it from damage. Even like the sugar damage is slightly less if you do it that way. 
I'm really disappointed. I was hoping you were going to say that it was rubbish. I'm really okay. happy because I agree with this and I've always thought and people always tell me that it's like odd and that I'm being silly. But now I feel great about that. People do tell you that a lot, Molly. But... Yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, I am yeah, silly yeah. in most apartments, but now that I can use my straw happily, I'm happy. Absolutely. Don't use a metal straw though, though, because it can like cause a lot of problems if you chip your teeth a bit more or wear your teeth down. Paper straws are good. Uh, and whilst we're on coffee and, and wine, are they two of the really bad things? Please don't say uh, yes. Ignoring the straw, ignoring the straw thing. Are, are they, do they stain your teeth? Or are, they, are they really that bad? They do stain your teeth, but you can get your teeth whitened really safely. And isn't it about enjoying your life a little bit? And it's about everything in moderation. I mean, you can't say no to coffee or wine. And if you are like, if you're like a professional wine drinker, then maybe me and him, well, me and them need to have some words. But otherwise, I think you're okay. It's about moderation. If you're cleaning your teeth at the right time, and if you're like looking after them and just giving them the odd white in, you don't need to worry about the staining. We can, we can fix that for you. That's the right answer. Good. All right. Yeah. The yeah. thing is, in the summer, I only really drink white wine and rosé, so... You're uh, fine, you're fine. Yeah. It's just yeah. the rest of the year. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> Before uh, we let you go and enjoy what is remaining of, of your evening, if people want to get in touch with you, uh, whether they've got more just questions like we've had or myths and stuff, one, are they okay to do so? And secondly, what is the best way of doing so? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm available on my social media, so where I'm the most active, and that's at Vadia on Instagram. I am on TikTok, but I just don't get the thing really right now. But oh I'm going to follow you. So oh, no, it's, it's not going so well right now, but I am on TikTok. Um, and, but um, oh. no, so you can find Sorry. me on TikTok. But um, also on, mainly on Instagram, and I actually have a website as well. It's www.oreaesthetics.com, and um, I'll, I'll, I'm sure that there'll be a link somewhere if you wanted to see the spelling of that. All of it will be um, on our social media and in the bio of this podcast as well. So the last thing that I have for you is, I'm sure you have a ton of funny stories which you can't share, but I'm hoping there are some you can share. So I'm going to leave that one with you for a second while you think of the ones you can share, just while we talk about things that have gone on in the last week uh, in and around Stanford. So as of Monday, shops are back open, or the majority of shops are back open in, in the high street, uh, which has been pretty well publicised across all media and I know in and around Stanford there's been certain features to help promote it. There's been a video that was put out by Ailey um, kind of supporting the, the shop Stanford efforts and then Shutterbox photography. Yeah. Yes. I did a did a massive they put it it was mainly over Facebook but a massive photo album of really nice photos of all the businesses just back open and it was just nice to see and like the high street busy and shop owners looking very happy kind of outside their shops back open which is just nice to see yeah so we we shared that and and Ailey's video as well so go and check them out and share but it's nice to see them open and then we'll get them hopefully some of them on in the coming weeks and 
Uh, and then I mentioned before around uh, part of my new career being a golf model. <clears throat> so Are you going to that again? Are you going to talk yeah. to us again? Or, uh... Yeah, I'm going to talk to you again. Open there. I think there's been a few messages around it being shut, etc. So it is back open, but rebranded and they've got lots of ideas. So for those golfers out there, their driving range is also back open. We're going to get them on and a few other sporting guests because we've had a few people say that we don't talk enough about sports. And Molly and Lucy look utterly delighted. No, I'm, I'm excited about that. That sounds good to me. Oh, yeah, not just amazing. golf, but football and other sporting thing, we'll, uh, we'll have them on. And then on the same subject of sport, I mentioned it the other week about Burley Cricket Club. We're doing a fundraiser. Incredibly, they managed to raise £4,000, which is amazing. So um, uh, thank you from them. And, and they were planned to come on. Was that from virtual pints or something? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So buy a virtual pint. So um, the effort that goes into Cricket Week and the amount of money that puts into the club and therefore the local community is massive. So not being able to do that is has a big knock on. So yeah, um, for those that did donate, thank you. Again, they're going to be on at some point. We were going to do the podcast from uh, the clubhouse to a week before Cricket Week. But obviously, that's not going to happen. But at some point, we will have... Um, Burley Cricket on to talk about cricket, I suppose. Yeah. It's not that we, you know, it's not that we haven't done enough sport. There hasn't been any sport. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's nothing we can really talk about. It's not because... Tomorrow, tomorrow, every the night... League is back. Oh, God. Weeks and weeks. I'm so excited. So excited. No, I couldn't really care. Um, but yeah, football's back tomorrow, but... I know, but this is the summer is about sport, though, isn't it? Normally, you know, we've got the Wimbledon. I think the funniest the thing yesterday, my well, actually, no, it was today. So, my sister's living in Australia, and she said, Oh, I'm excited for tomorrow. My dad assumed immediately that he she meant the return of obviously Arsenal playing in the Premier League. It's also her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that leaves us with some funny stories. Okay, well, I'm going to leave you with one funny story. Um, this happened to me. It wasn't in Stanford, but it was when I was in Nottingham. And um, I had a lovely patient who I saw very regularly. And he was, a, he was like a middle-aged guy that gets a lot of tattoos done. And he's always showing me like a new tattoo that he had done and like great, great amount of tattoos and he was like covered. And um, I bet you know what's coming. And like literally, I was finished his checkup and he was like, stop, I've got a new tattoo. And I was like, oh, cool. And he was like, I'm going to show you. And I was like writing some notes up quickly on the computer whilst he was finishing and getting out the chair. And he literally, I spun round on my chair and he dropped his trousers and he was like, show me his tattoo on his ass. And like, but he literally pulled his pants right down. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> get out quick. <laughs> and you just don't know what to say. I'm like, I'm not going to say it's nice. I'm not going to say anything's nice. I can't say anything. <laughs> What was it a tattoo of? Was he all covered or was it just one like, you know? It was like one tattoo, but I'll be really honest. I don't think I even looked properly. I was like trying not to look. So That's well. a lot to deal with in the dentist uh, office, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Not, not where I want to be going. Did you have a, you know, a nurse or whatever in with you or were you on your own? Oh, no, no. I had a nurse with me. Oh, that would have been so... really strange. But... Yeah. Even still, not cool, but... Imagine you're both just looking like... around the room like, what? <laughs> yeah. Of all the stories I was expecting, someone's ass 
was not on that list. No. Wow. Uh, no, thank you for sharing it. And we spoke before, and I hope that people have enjoyed this. And we all, well, I certainly have a stereotype of a dentist, which I described to you yesterday, which uh, you're not. So I hope that that's broken some of people's stereotypes as well. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for your time. Sorry for the bombarding of the questions, but I think you've all seen them. We've become a little bit fascinated by teeth, and we're all going to now spend a fortune on teeth tomorrow. And yeah, I've, already new ordered, I've already ordered my new toothbrush heads from Amazon. Did <laughs> yeah. you order some veneers whilst you're at it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they cost me like £12. Can't wait. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's been really, really nice to, have, you know, to be on with you guys. So um, I'm, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that you put up with me and listened to some of my ramblings. 